For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday and I'm rolling solo today. Isaac has some things going on. So I will be riding this train solo. Got a couple of things to talk about. First of all, let me apologize for the late release of this week's edition of Ramblings. We had a lot of snow here in Tennessee, but that's not really an excuse. You know, has some things going on. So we normally try to drop these things on Monday, but... Had some things going on, so unfortunately, couldn't get it to you until until now. But all praises of the most high, we are able to get this out to you this week. So for that, I'm extremely thankful. And also, I appreciate everybody that reached out that's been looking for this episode this week because they hadn't seen it on Mondays when it normally drops. So I appreciate your support. So appreciate everything. And also, once again, this edition of Ramblings is brought to you by Isaac Bruce Enterprises, Isaac Bruce Foundation, Isaac Bruce Logistics, and 12 Tribes LLC, which is, you know, that's me. That's my company. I provide voiceovers for commercials, television shows, documentaries, films, anything you got going on. I do that. So, but a lot to talk about, a couple of things to talk about. First of all, in case you don't know, I mean, well, you know what? Let me start off by this. Prayers going out to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, you know, arguably the best golfer to ever hit the links, hit a drive, knock a putt, all those major championships and all those championships that he has, period. And just the way he's dominated the sport since coming on the scene. Real bad accident he had in L.A. I think according to doctors and reports that Tiger has multiple fractures in his legs, uh, had to undergo surgery, probably going to have to undergo undergo several surgeries. So uh, hopefully he gets a speedy recovery and he just recovers, period. Uh, not only a speedy recovery, but just recovers, spirit, uh, period. Because looking at the video, car accidents are always, you know, they're scary. Uh, they're shaky. I mean, you know, uh, they're scary and they're serious. Not only serious for the person who's, you know, actually involved in the car accident, but for the relatives as well. You know, my son, Marcus II, had a real bad accident two and a half years ago, almost died. So, you know, I feel for, you know, feel for Tiger and feel for his family. Hopefully, you know, uh, he recovers. But thankfully that he's still living. You know, thank God that he's still here. He's still living. Uh, and it wasn't more serious because it could easily been more serious. So prayers uh, to Tiger Woods. 
And before we get started, I want to give a shout out to L.A. Rams running backs coach Thomas Brown. Got promoted to assistant head coach. So salute, salute to you, man. And salute to Sean McVay for seeing your value and seeing how important and smart and knowledgeable you are. Not only, you know, as a running backs coach and a running back expert, because he still will serve as running backs coach, uh, but just, you know, more weight in the building. So congrats to Thomas Brown. Well-deserved. Wish you nothing but the best. And other promotions, hopefully other promotions and other opportunities will come your way. So congrats to that. And uh, also Sean McVay, once again, for seeing that. And speaking of Sean McVay and the Rams, of course, kind of a huge time right now. Free agent period where you can franchise tag players started on Tuesday. NFL teams have until March 9th to tag players, to use tags. So the Rams have several free agents, unrestricted free agents. They can choose the franchise tag, and if they do that, I mean they get them for another another year. And after Pam, you know the average salary of players at that position, similar players at that position. But the Rams, you know, started the ones they have on offense, just some of, you know, four unrestricted free agents that I want to mention right now. Josh Reynolds, wide receiver. Did some good things this past season. But, you know, unfortunately for Josh, he doesn't really get a lot of touches because, you know, the Rams, when they throw the ball, of course, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, first two options in the pass game. Josh Reynolds still pretty good season for him, but he probably wants to get paid more than he did. I think Josh made about $700,000 this year, something like that, uh, which is totally, you know, hey, go get your money if you can. And I know for a fact that uh, Rams not going to, you know, put a franchise tag on Josh Reynolds. Another one, Gerald Everett, tight end Gerald Everett. We know Gerald can play, but he's probably gone up out of there. Running back Malcolm Brown, veteran, Provided some veteran leadership and some stability in that running back room, which was a good running back room. Out of all those three running backs, I think I've said it before, uh, they only lost one fumble this past season. But Malcolm Brown, they were counting on him a lot this season, you know, to be productive. He did do some good things, but the way the way uh, the way Cam Akers kind of evolved and grew and matured and turned into the number one running back they want him to be. Malcolm probably is going to be out of there because, you know, they got Cam and they got Daryl, who's going into year three. So, you know, may not be room for Malcolm to come back. And Austin Blythe, the center, on that offensive side. You know, center is a very important position. Austin Blythe, you know, he's a good player. So it's curious to see how that goes. But on defense... There's really the ones that the Rams really, 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 really have to make a decision about. You got my guy, Leonard Floyd, who came over on a one-year deal. Balled out this past season. Ten and a half sacks. He's an unrestricted free agent. So the Rams have to make a decision. On, they want to keep Leonard. They want to franchise, franchise tag him. And that comes with the cost as well because, you know, the Rams right now, all the decisions they make, 
I think they're like, you know, at more than $30 million over the salary cap. And they have until March 17th to get under the salary cap. So they have some huge decisions to make. So they really don't have, hell, they don't have any money to spend. So anything they do, they're going to have to make some decisions and try to be creative on things that they do, uh, try to find some money, whether they tag anybody. But Leonard Floyd is another guy. Love to have him back. Love to have him back because he balled out, had a career year. But we have to also attribute that to the fact that, I mean, those ten and a half sacks, absolutely outstanding. But anytime you're playing against, I mean, playing aside and next to somebody like Aaron Donald who causes just so much hail, who gets so much attention, a lot of times you have somebody on the other defense on the defensive line with a player like that who's, you know, probably going to put up numbers like Leonard Floyd put up. Now, I don't want to give, you know, just the fact that he was playing next to Aaron Donald make that the only reason Leonard Floyd has such a great year. But that's a big reason. But at the same time, Leonard Floyd just watching him play, he was relentless out there. He was constantly going. He did. I didn't see him give up on many plays at all. I don't. I didn't see him give up on any plays. So you have to want it, and you have to play with that dog. But as I said, man, playing against—I mean, playing next to somebody like Aaron Donald gives you opportunities to make plays like that. So the Rams have to figure out: is that Leonard Floyd, or can we let Leonard Floyd walk and put somebody else in that position? like you did with Leonard, who hadn't really done much of anything with the Bears until he came with the Rams. Now this one season with AD, he balls out and has a career year. But we also, you know, we understand we've seen it before. Players playing next to next to Aaron Donald, they, they, they ball out because they have opportunities to ball out. So we'll see what the Rams plan to do with Leonard Floyd. Franchise tag him for that year. And if they do, I think it'll cost them maybe $16 million. I think that's around the cost of an outside linebacker, defensive lineman, slash, yada, yada, yada. So, and as I say right now, the Rams, $34 million over, over, the salary crap, uh, uh, over the salary cap, more than $30 million. I think around $34 million over the salary cap. So, like I said, just, just huge decisions to make, man. But this is the big one that I think if I was the Rams, I would franchise tag. That's John Johnson the third. Safety. He's a baller, man. He's young. Now, John Johnson the third probably don't want that franchise tag because he wants that loot. He's he he wants to get paid. I think he's twenty six looking for that big money deal and he deserves it because ever since he came into the league he's gotten better and better. He's one of those, he kinda, he's kind of able to call the shots and call the defensive signals and coverages and stuff in that defensive backfield for the Rams. You know, even with Jalen Ramsey being over there, John Johnson III has really proven his worth and he's proven vital to what the Rams do defensively, especially having that number one defensive unit. But he does have a couple of players behind him who they've been, you know, kind of grooming to step up. And you got the, you know, the rookie Fuller out of Ohio State. He shows some flashes, but I mean, you know, you 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 have to develop like John Johnson the third has, and he's extremely good and he's extremely important back there. So they could franchise him. 
And if they do, I think his, you know, his franchise tag cost would be probably about eleven million, something like that, because that's what it is for safeties. But at the same time, man, I want, I, I would love, I would love for us to be able to keep all of them, but you ain't gonna be able to do that. And I would love for us to keep John Johnson the third, but at the same, I understand that he wants to get paid. Now, you know, eleven million dollars is a lot of money, but when you're looking at, you know, on the open market, and you can you know, sign a guaranteed deal that's going to give you a lot more than that just for one year. He wants that, and I can't be mad at him. No one can be mad at him. You want your money right now. You want to start, you know, getting as much money as you can to really hopefully save some money and start investing and getting your business acumen up so you can be bringing in money and looking forward to when you finish playing because once you finish playing, stuff gets serious. So John Johnson III, wish you luck. Leonard Floyd, wish you luck. And my guy Troy Hill, also. I mean, he's a possibility who the Rams could franchise tag. And Troy playing extremely well on the other side of Jalen Ramsey this past season. Just making for a very, very good dynamic duo as far as cornerbacks are concerned. And I know Jalen has also said he wants Troy back. You know, having somebody like Troy helps him play better. But he also wants John Johnson the third back, and he also wants Leonard Floyd back. He wants back, and he wants all of them back. It's just some tough decisions to make on the Rams. What do they do? Do they franchise tag? And if they do, who do they franchise tag? And if they do, as I say, they got until March 9th to use the tag. If they're going to use the tag. But the fact of the matter, the big move they needed to make this offseason, they made it. They needed a quarterback. They went out and got Matthew Stafford. Traded Jared Goff away, got Matthew Stafford. So that's the big move the Rams needed to make because that was their most pressing need, quarterback. Because that position, you know, is, is really, you know, one of the main reasons why we, you know, couldn't progress further than the, than the second round in the playoffs this past season because, you know, quarterback play wasn't up to par. Samson Ekubom is also an unrestricted free agent and Derek Rivers, uh, Samson shows some flashes, but, you know, the three main ones when we talk about unrestricted free agents and talking about placing the tag on them, Leonard Floyd, John Johnson III, and Troy Hill. Just very, very anxious to see what the Rams are going to do about that, how they're going to handle that. But that's up to Les Snead, Sean McVay. It's not my issue. But I am curious because, you know, if we can just bring, you know, well, we got the core coming back with AD and Jalen Ramsey, you know, those guys on defense, adding Stafford on offense, putting him with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, may lose Gerald Everett as a tight end, you know, uh, but that frees up some cap space. But if we lose Gerald Everett, I also saw some uh, some reports that the Rams have inquired with the Eagles about tight end Zach Ertz. Zach Wertz. He's a baller. Zach can play, but he has an $8 million uh, uh, 2021 salary hit. So the Rams would have to work out a trade with the Eagles. I don't even you know who would the Eagles want, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. All kinds of possibilities on that. As I said, Les Snead, he has some tough decisions to make. 
But so far, he's, you know, you got to trust him. Him and Sean McVay, they've had some incredible success, so you can't really doubt anything that he does. But I just know just tagging those, trying to get a free agent to keep one of them. Wish you can keep several of them. But them dudes want that loot. Pretty sure they want that loot. And Leonard Floyd, he probably hears everything. You know, he he, he don't want to be tagged. He want, he want that big payday, and I don't blame him. Coming off a season where you you put up 10 and a half sacks, regardless of who you're playing next to, that looks good. And when, and when you watch the film, his effort is there. I mean, I watched several plays with Leonard Floyd. He gets blocked once, gets blocked twice. He just keeps going. He just kept going. And a lot of times he got sacks like that by not giving up, by constantly being a dog, just constantly being relentless and constantly doing some things and making some things happen and was able to make some big plays for that Rams defense. So I want all of them to get paid. I really do. Because that's what it's all about if you're a player. You want to win championships, but you want to get paid. You want to get your worth. You want to feel appreciated. And you want to set up some financial wealth, not only for yourself, but if you got kids, your kids and for your family, well beyond when you're when you're done playing because it goes fast. It does. So no one can be mad at a player trying to get money and think about himself and his family. You, you shouldn't because I'm pretty sure anybody in the private sector, if they got a, another job, whether, how much they love their job and they got another job offer that pay them 10 times more than they will make it, that the job they have, they'd be gone. And it happens all the time, but people don't talk about it. You don't see it. So people quick to judge when players think about themselves and leave to go get money, not knowing that they're in a you know, private industry, they would do the same thing. So just the Rams have some tough decisions to make these players, you know, waiting to see what's going to happen. And I'm pretty sure they got some big, you know, some, some big deals pending. Some teams want them. But I would love, you know, for us to keep that that defense together. But regardless of what happens, still have Aaron Donald, still have Jalen Ramsey, the two best at their positions in the NFL, period. So that defense is going to be all right. Raheem Morris coming over as defense coordinator. I trust in that it's going to be all right. Another offense, bringing Matthew Stafford in. That's why I can see why the Rams want a tight end like Zach Wirtz. Zach Ertz. Why I keep calling that dude Zach Wirtz. Zach Ertz to ball out and do some things because it's always good to have a good tight end. I don't care who, who, who your quarterback is. A good tight end makes any quarterback that much better. Because you can check down, and when you got a good tight end like Zach, Mr. Ertz, you know, it's, it's hard for linebackers to stay with him. It's hard for linebackers to stay with him. That's why when you got it, you know, you get an athletic one who can run routes and not run routes, not only that, have good hands. So I can see why the Rams will be interested in Zach Ertz, but we'll see, you know, probably a lot of teams, several teams, gonna wanna trade for him because he brings something good to your offense and to your team. But now if I was the Rams and we talked about this before, I think their biggest need, I think they're going to address, they got to address in the draft for real, you know, getting a, a linebacker or two 
because the second level of that defense was was really the the you know the weakest part of, of the defense. Now Michael Kaiser did some good things, but he was hurt. He missed some time, hurt, but you got that front line with, with, with Aaron Donald got that locked down. You got that that third line with, with Jalen Ramsey got that locked down. It's our linebacker play needs to get better. So hopefully, you know, the Rams, you know, really don't have any first round picks. Don't have any, you know, high round picks anyway. But that's when your scouting got it comes into effect. How are you going out looking at players and evaluating players? How can you evaluate talent and finding talent in the draft? Because that's going to be important. Because the Rams have already shown, you know, next year is all about winning the Super Bowl this upcoming season. That's their focus. That's their goal. They did that by getting Matthew Stafford and giving giving up so much to get Matthew. They're going all in for 2021, for the 2021 season. So looking for the offense, and me and Isaac have talked about it. We've talked about it before. Uh, I, I think the Rams, they they need to go, go out and get a, a, a receiver, man, with some top-end speed. They do. Whether you draft one. Well, I'm I'm, I'm under this drafting one. You, you drafted Van Jefferson. He was kind of slow to develop. And a lot of times you just don't know. But since they're going all in to try to win next season, you got to look at free agency. See who's out there in free agency. Someone with that with those capabilities and with that top-end speed. But even if they don't have the top-end speed, somebody with the ability to just thread deep, to stress the defense, take the top off the defense, someone who the defense has to watch, know that if they don't pay attention to this person, this person can shoot past them and get gone and get up out of there. And to have somebody like Matthew Stafford that can actually get them the ball downfield because we have to be honest, you know, Jared Goff just couldn't do that. So the Rams need a speedy receiver. And I think they need a veteran. Trying to hope for to grab somebody in the draft and trying to kind of hope if they develop and see what's going to happen. And I don't think they want to do that. This not, not, not this year. So I think, you know, one receiver I would at least take a look at. He was hurt last year, but... Cali got Deshaun Jackson. He only played in five games for Philadelphia last season because he was hurt, but he has that top-end speed. He has the ability to strike deep if you don't pay attention to him, if he can stay healthy. But I think the fact of the matter is, since he was hurt and he won't cost too much to sign and he probably still wants to prove himself, I think he's someone you at least have to take a look at because just having him out there, they just can't let him go. You have to pay attention to him and you can just send him on a nine route. You can just send him on a fly route once or twice and just throw it, just throw it out there, whether you connect or not, but just to have that threat, just to let them know, look, we got somebody that can get this ball deep and we got somebody that can go deep who can bring it in? Because everything underneath, man, shallow cross routes, deep post routes, mid-range post routes, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods out routes. Oh, man, they, they, they're they experts at that. They got all of that. Curl routes, stop routes, get the ball, run after the catch, tap, tap. Oh, that's what they do. They got that locked down. So I love to see the Rams get a speedy receiver to go with them dudes. 
because we got to have that threat, man. Got to. Can't stress that enough. Uh, can't stress that enough. Got to have that threat. A deep receiver that can take it down the field and strike you deep. Got to. Sean Jackson is a possibility. Also, Antonio Brown, man, he, you know, he just had a nice little run with Tampa Bay, got him a Super Bowl, and he played well. He played well once he got back on the field. So, you know, a lot comes with Antonio Brown, though. But uh, to be honest, down in Tampa Bay, you really didn't hear from him too much. So there are some options. The Rams have some options. But they're going to have to be creative. They've gone all out to win in 2021. So, you, you, you know, as the roster sits right now, I think they do need to add that piece on offense to give it another, you know, another wrinkle, another threat. But even if you don't, you know, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods are, are pretty good receivers, man. If those are your two receivers, hey, I go to battle with them because those dudes, they put up numbers and they ball out. But to add a speedy receiver, somebody that can go deep, hey, that's huge. That would be huge for us. And I know Matthew Stafford would appreciate that to have somebody he can throw deep. Because Josh Reynolds, he, he's a big receiver, but he's really he really wasn't a deep threat. He could run deep routes, but he really wasn't a deep threat. And he, and he doesn't really get the uh, defense's attention when he comes out, when he, when, he's, when he comes into the game and lines up out deep. So I would love to see, see us do that on offense. But as I say, Sean McVay, less need, some decisions to make. Draft position needs, you know, in the draft, who, who can you find? But I definitely, definitely hope and definitely know we need to look at linebacker in the draft and look at offensive line. Need to. Need some more depth. Need some more players at that position. Because Got to be able to protect Matthew. Got to. And the Rams had a, had, had a real good offensive line unit this past season. Very good offensive line unit. Did some great things. But you still got to address it and still add some pieces because you want to always make sure that O-line is solidified because you have injuries. It's the most physical position on the football field. Offensive line because they're hitting every play. Offensive line, defensive line. They hit every play, pretty much. Every play. They're required to put their head, hands and helmet on somebody every play. So it's always good to have depth on the offensive line. But I love to see them, you know, address that need. And once again, or and once again, as I said, linebackers, man. You know, I mean, that's please get us, you know, get us somebody, you know, add to the linebacker unit. Upgrade it. Get us some playmakers right there. And real quick, that's another, you know, uh, unrestricted free agent receiver that, you know, has some speed. You know, Sammy Watkins, he has some speed. So, there's some choices. There's some people out there Rams can look for, look to, to try to bring in, put him with Matthew, because I know Matthew is looking forward to coming in to L.A. and, you know, having some weapons to work with, even though, as I said, he has a couple of good weapons. In receiver. And, you know, we still got a good tight end in Tyler Higby. So that's a threat. I don't know if you ask Matthew, boy, he I mean he he would he would take all the players, 
all the great players and you know all the help that he can get. And I take it too. So interesting next week, couple of weeks. Once again, the Rams have until March 9th to use the franchise tag on a player if they choose to use a franchise tag on a player. And hopefully, if they do use a franchise tag on a player, that that's a player who's not too upset because, you know, they want that, that big money. So that's always something you have to consider as well. You know, what kind of attitude, what kind of, you know, mental, you know, attitude a player is going to have when they was expecting a big deal and didn't get a big deal and only just got franchise tag. So we shall see about that. But before I wrap this episode up, I want to quickly address that young kid at that camp that was disrespecting Cam Newton. I just don't understand that man. I just don't understand these young these young kids. Just the lack of just the lack of respect that they show elders. When I was growing up, you didn't do that. Even if even if if I saw a professional football, not even if there's a professional athlete, somebody that's older than me. To go back and forth and say the disrespectful things and the disrespectful tone that this young man had toward Cam Akins is absolutely unbelievable to me. And Cam, did I say Cam Akins? Cam Newton. What he, the disrespect he showed Cam Newton, I, it's just unbelievable to me. And Cam handled it as well as can be expected. He actually handled it pretty well. Because he could have really got all, all all up in the young man's face. Because I had to get all up in the young man's face about a month and a half ago. Just being totally, just saying some totally disrespectful things. And I had to tell him, I'm a grown man. You are a kid. But some of these kids, they just don't have any respect at all. And I just hate to see that because Cam was at a football camp. I think he helped sponsor several teams. I don't know if he put the if he put the camp on or not, the competition on or not. But just giving his time and giving his money and his presence and seeing other young kids see Cam Newton out there and other NFL players taking out their time because they don't have to do that. But to come and trash talk, first of all, an elder of yours, someone that's older than you. Second of all, someone that plays the sport, you're trying to who you trying to you should be trying to talk to and get advice from. See how they do the what the things that they do and how they get to the point that they got to. But you want to trash talk like he's your peer, like he's the same age as you. Just unreal, man. Just unreal. Say what you want to say. I I, I wish Cam could have taken the belt off and whooped the whooped the young fella. I'm sorry. I grew up in an age where you got you got whoopings. So when, when they took discipline out of schools and all of that, man, just all kinds of problems popped up. But I think that's that's totally inexcusable. I'm not gonna say the young man's name. He did apologize on Twitter, but you know that should have never happened in the first place. But that's the problem with some of these young kids. They just have a lack of respect. But anyway, I respect you all for listening to Doc Holliday on this solo edition of Ramblings because it's going to do it for this edition but I do appreciate you all listening and let me say this I do appreciate all the sponsors that have reached out to me and Isaac I appreciate that we appreciate that but the thing about it is that we 
we'll, you know, there's just, just thank you, you know, just thank you. You know, we're still in the process of making decisions and things like that. So we just thank you for your support. Thank you for your inquiry, you know, and keep, you know, anybody else, you know, you, you can keep the offers coming, you know, but me and Isaac, we're going to take the best offers and good offers. We're just not going to take anything. So anybody have any inquiries, you know, just email me, Holiday at 12tribesllc.org, D-O-C-H-O-L-L-I-D-A-Y at 12, the number 12, tribes, T-R-I-B-E-S dot L-L-C dot org. Send more inquiries, man. Isaac would love to look them over. But I appreciate y'all. We appreciate you all for the support. Thank you all for listening. But this is going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, who's not here today, but he'll be back. And Doc Holliday. I'm out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.